0: He's doing it again. I definitely don't like the way he's looking over here. And it's my own fault, because I was so unconvincing yesterday. The guy is right outside my camper van again. What is he doing now? How and why do people disappear? If you brought somebody in to help you disappear? Have you actually disappeared? We will deal with missing persons on a daily basis, so with are the national experts. Every year, over 300,000 reports of a missing person are made to the police. Even if you're not doing anything wrong, you're being watched. You'll go missing, and we'll allow it that you'll never found. People set up are perfectly a... capable of holding on to important secrets. Anything that you're doing, you're basically UBS leaving it to Your UBS duly UBS elected UBS representatives have been consistently informed. Did somebody go missing without a trace? I'm not sure. You're not looking for them, you're looking for the information they left behind. Last week, I talked a lot about what I learned from the making of Missing Season 1 and discussed the perplexing and sometimes disturbing real-life missing persons cases that have provided the inspiration for my novels. Once again, what really came through for me was the difficulty in surviving as a missing person and the immense emotional and psychological strain of trying to stay that way. It's hard, perhaps impossible to replicate the singular conditions of a disappearance or what it must be like for the person who goes missing, but we're gonna try. In early July, I disappeared. I walked out of my front door without telling my family where I was going, without any real idea about where I was heading or what I would do when I got there. I wasn't allowed to pack a bag. I wasn't allowed to write down or research where I was going. I just had to wait for a phone call to tell me it was time to go, and then go. The idea was to survive for as long as possible, without being found by a group comprised of the production staff behind Missing, as well as some search experts, all of whom set off to find me in the hours after I left. Here's the story of what happened to me. Oh, that's my phone. Oh, here we go. Hello? Okay. Okay. Right, okay, bye. It's time to go. Alright there. It's pretty warm today so I imagine there'll be quite a lot of people out and about which is in itself a little bit of an issue because the first thing I need to do is get into the village I live in where there's a bus stop and a cash point and I need to withdraw as much money as I possibly can. Because I don't plan to use my ATM card again. Because the people who are looking for me have access to my bank account. My mobile phone account. Not that, that matters because I've left my mobile phone at home. But will have my bank card on me. So I need to get as much money out now as I can. I think the daily limit's 250 quid. So I'm going to have to get 250 quid and somehow make that last. And if I can't make it last, then I'm gonna have to find some other way to get money that doesn't involve robbing a bank. I'm not sure exactly what that way is, but we'll soon find out. To be totally honest, I haven't actually given a lot of thought to where I'm gonna go and which direction I'm gonna head. But it's weird. When you're in this situation, your first instinct is to get as far away from people as possible. The cash points out, order brilliantly great, really great. So, I've probably got just about enough for a bus. Right, I'm gonna get a bus and then it's got to be a cash point somewhere on the way. The trouble is, I haven't really thought about where I'm going and because I haven't really thought about where I'm going I don't know where a cash point is going to be Here's the bus stop now The longer I mass around and stay close to home the easier I am going to be to be found so I definitely need to get out of here I'm just worried that I'm not going to have any money I've got about £4.50 on me and change and a bank card and that's the sum total of what I own so yeah I'm a bit worried about it to be honest brilliantly I've just realised I left my bloody watch at home Ugh. so I've got, no f- I've got no phone and no watch so I have literally no idea what time it is sort of Half tempted to go back and get it, but it's impossible to do without the time really, when you haven't got a phone um but then if I if I go home and get my watch, there's a chance I'll miss that was well, a very good chance I'll miss the bus and it's another forty five minute wait. oh man, I don't know what to do um guess I can't go back home now. The bus is going to be here in two minutes. Still waiting. It's gone really well so far. Forgotten my watch. Cash point's broken. Bus is late. (sighs) I hope this isn't a sign of things to come. I kid you not, we've had five buses coming the other way in the time I've been waiting for this one. I decided against recording on there because I thought that a crazy man talking to himself about disappearing might actually raise a few eyebrows and suspicions and especially because the bus was absolutely jammed because it was so late and I just felt that a lady next to me just stared out the window the entire journey and in all likelihood would have listened to every single detail of my conversation or about I don't know... 10? 12 miles from home It's quiet here It's a little village Not many people around Which is probably good I think On the bus over I was thinking about where I was going to stay tonight And one of the other reasons that I think coming out this way is a good idea is because there's a caravan park about I don't know, 3, 4 miles down the road from here reason I got off here was because I need to get some money out and they have a cash point in the post office here or general store or whatever you want to call it. So going to go in there, get some cash out and then think about what I'm going to do next. Okay, got my money, 250 quid. I'm rich. I'm rich beyond my wildest dreams. So that'll be on the, I'll be on the map now. They'll be able to see where I withdrew money from, so I need to get out of here as quickly as possible. That means waiting for another bus, which is not ideal, especially if it ends up being as late as the one that I've just been on. But if I can get out of here quickly and get on to somewhere, maybe that caravan park, maybe further upfield. I might go further afield than that, actually. Then. I would have got out of the immediate vicinity and then it's up to them to try and find me, if they can. And that's the big question, isn't it? Can they find me? And is it possible to disappear? I'm talking to you from a public toilet. I'm about 20 miles from home, I think. And... It's been okay so far, not too bad. Getting public transport and it's a bit of a pain. It's not the process of getting the bus itself. It's the fact that they never turn up on time. So you can't rely on them really. Once they're here, it's fine. Just sit on the bus and do your thing. Except of course I haven't got a thing to do because uh, I didn't bring any books with me, which is a gross dereliction of duty really, given that I'm a writer. I haven't got my phone, I have got anything else to read or listen to. So just kind of spend the journeys (laughs) staring out the window like a zombie. I don't generally spend a lot of time sitting around in public toilets talking to myself. This is a first time disappearance for me so it's gonna be full of new experiences. You'll be pleased to hear as well that I've really gone to town on what I'm gonna have. I'm not sure if this qualifies as dinner or a late lunch or or what but um, we've got a yummy pot noodle yeah but anyway uh it was cheap i haven't got that much money it's difficult to budget because i've got and although i've got 250 well I've got less than 250 pounds now i don't know 235 pounds something like that it, it sounds a lot but you don't know i found another caravan park basically that i'm gonna stay in tonight i reckon i can walk there from here it's probably a couple of hours walk but i've no idea how much it costs and there's little things like that actually that that bring home to you that, you know, having your phone these days is not really just about social media and emailing and phone calls and texts. It's actually about quite useful stuff like checking how much things cost and that sort of stuff. But but anyway, so I saw it on the, the map and I'm gonna head there and I don't know where they've got food there. So I decided to pick up a yummy pot noodle. And uh, so I've got all my food groups covered got a bag of crisps as well and that's a can of coke Uh, diet coke obviously uh, because I need to watch my weight and that's my late lunch stroke dinner pretty unexciting really but you know like I say I don't know how much I need to be careful of costs at least initially until I get a kind of idea of how much each day is is going to cost once I get through that £250, if I get to that point, I've literally no idea what I'm going to do. I mean, I do have my bank card, so I could take money out, but then I instantly put myself on the map again. So I guess I'll cross that bridge uh, when I come to it. Right, we're at the caravan park now. Quite nice, not many people around. Doesn't look like I'll struggle to get anywhere. But we'll see. Okay, well, that was fairly easy. There's a the caravan. Okay, here we are. That's not too bad. Got a nice little cooker there, some cupboards. I've got lots of cupboards, but unfortunately, nothing actually in them, clearly, because I've got the bare minimum of clothes and no food. So boring. They haven't even got a television in here. Just a caravan, nothing else. There goes a dude who well, works on the caravan park. I went to the... they've got a little shop here. I went to the shop earlier and to see if they did some food and because unsurprisingly the pot noodle bag of Chris and Diet Coke didn't really fill me up and I got chatting to him and he was a you know very nice man and ordinarily I wouldn't mind too much but um he sort of started asking all these casual questions about where I come from you know you know who I was you know all that sort of stuff but not, not in any sort of suspicious way I don't think but just you know in a friendly way and as I was talking to him just started worrying that I was saying too much. I don't know. Can you hear that noise in the background? Uh, oh, stop now. I'm right next to the laundry and you can hear the, uh, you know, the washing machine going a lot, hopefully not all night. But anyway, the the guy was, you know, very friendly and stuff. And he sort of, uh, where have you come from? I wasn't sort of expecting to be asked that. So I just said, oh, come from Bath and then stopped myself and I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I should have made up something else. And he's like, Oh, so you haven't come very far then? Because I'm, in, I'm in a caravan park near Burnham on Sea, a place that brings back, that brings back all sorts of memories from my childhood. But not that far away from where I where I live, you know, like 27, maybe 30 miles. He said, "Oh, so you haven't come very far then?" I was like, "No, no, you know, not very far." And I was starting to think that no, this is probably not the the best way to play it. And, and he sort of looked at me a little bit like, oh, "Why would a guy come and?" get two nights away in a caravan 30 miles from where he lives it's a bit weird you know the odd thing is that I actually <laughs> agree with him it is a bit weird but what could I do and then he sort of you know was just chatting about the site and whatever and saying it was about to get busy because they're about to head into the summer holidays and enough and then asked me what I did and I just said I was a, a journalist you know, a, you know just write I don't know why I didn't say I was an author maybe it was because like I don't know. I mean, I think it's quite an interesting profession. I suppose like a journalist is quite an interesting profession, but I thought because, you know, an author's quite an interesting profession and I thought he'd remember that. So I decided to say a journalist, uh, which in retrospect seems ridiculous because being a journalist is a really interesting profession as well. And he was like, oh, right. So he obviously found it really interesting. Uh, And now I'm worried that I said too much. He's definitely, but the point is he's definitely going to remember me if anyone comes asking. Now the ATM I took the money out of is 15 miles away. I think I've got a bit of breathing room and I don't see any cameras around here, but even so, you're constantly on guard the whole time. And if there's anything I've learned from this first day, I think it's probably that. Okay, day two. Pretty miserable day today. Spent most of the night just listening to rain on the roof, which was actually quite nice. Quite a relaxing sound, actually. Didn't sleep too badly. I woke up in the middle of the night and started thinking about what my wife and daughter must be thinking at this point. I mean, I sort of obviously had to pre-warn them that at some point, you know, they'd get home and I wouldn't be there. You know, slightly unrealistic in, in that, you know, missing people don't tend to give their family and friends some sort of warning as to what what they're going to do, but I felt I had to because just disappearing on them I didn't want them calling the police or anything like that, you know, so basically I told them that at some point I was going to disappear, but I just never told them when so I'm guessing and hoping that at this point they know that I've disappeared. I'm just worried actually that it's going to be the boredom that gets me. I might have to go and get a book or something today I can't just sit staring out the window uh, and I should probably think about where to go next. I suppose staying put in one place is probably not the best idea. So yeah, I'll just get ready and take it from there, I guess. This caravan's got a, an incredibly satisfying light switch. It's just very pleasant to touch. Switch on, off on, off. Whoever built this caravan, well done, well done. Just talked to the guy again from yesterday, not on purpose, but he was mooching around outside the caravan, mowing the lawn. I don't know whether I'm getting paranoid, but he started talking to me, sort of asking me in a roundabout way what I was doing, you know, Why don't he come 30 miles to stay in a caravan for two nights? I don't know. I don't don't know whether I'm just being paranoid. He's looking over again now. What are you looking at? He's just making me feel a bit on edge. The people who are trying to find me, I don't... I know some of them, but I don't know all of them. I don't know who else they've employed to try and track me down. These the people I know, I think... Maybe I'm not giving them enough credit, but I I don't think they'll be... I'll be able to find me this quickly. But they talked about getting some experts in to try and trap me down, the kind of experts we talked to in the first series of the show. And that's what worries me more. And this guy just looking at me the whole time keeps asking me questions. Now it could be just that he's really interested in people. But when you're trying to disappear, someone who's really interested in people is bad news. I don't need someone asking loads of questions. And I think one of the other problems which has really been brought home to me is I haven't prepared properly just basic questions about who I am, where I'm from, what I did for a living, what I've done for a living, what I do for a living, all that sort of thing I never even thought through really. And so you just blurt out answers that immediately look suspicious. In a way, I don't. Blame him for sort of looking at me sideways, but it sort of makes me think that maybe I should move on and not stay a second night. The the issue, though, really is that I'm in the sticks. Really, Burnham on Sea is four or five miles down the road, three or four. I don't know. Walking down there is is certainly possible. I mean, I'm going to have to do do some walking tomorrow because the bus stop is a mile down the road, but. It's getting on now. It's, what, six thirty, seven o'clock. It's dark, as a, sort of quite dark as well because it's such a miserable day. I don't really want to be walking when it's dark and especially because it looks like it might rain anytime time soon. Caught between two minds, really. I definitely, he's doing it again, I definitely don't like the way he's looking over here. And it's my own fault because I was so unconvincing yesterday. I'm sort of looking out the window in a state of heightened paranoia. It's not a feeling I particularly like. It is, but it must be early, but the guy is right outside my camper van again. And I don't wanna leave until he's gone. He's literally parked his van. About eight feet from the caravan. What is he doing now? But you know when you wake up in the middle of the night, you know everything seems worse, than not it, at night? You know, all your slight anxieties are heightened. And so I did a couple of times think. If he is trying to find me. What if he is one of the people and he's just like a scout or a lookout or whatever? <sighs> Ridiculously paranoid, but there you go. I suppose it's um, pretty indicative of how missing people must feel. You know, when you're trying to disappear, you probably are pretty paranoid about people. Right, I'm out of here. Down here that's for sure. Well, I'm off the bus. I'm not even entirely sure where I am I decided to get off the bus because as I was getting on the bus at the just down from the campsite, I saw someone saw one of the people who were I know are trying to find me. I don't know how the hell they found me. Right, I don't know what this town's called, I don't even really know where I am. I need I need to get a watch, it's ridiculous, I, I don't even know what time it is. I'll tell you what else is a, is a bit of a problem. I don't need my phone for social media and emails and all that kind of stuff. I don't really care about that. I mean I do care about it but it's not in the grand scheme of things massively important and certainly for the purposes of this you can go without social media for a few days but I do miss my phone for just stuff like where the hell am I? where can I get a half decent meal for not a lot of money practical things practical important things I've got some eating places up here I'm absolutely starving. What they're doing here in this hub here. Oh man, that's way too expensive. Right, onto the next one. This is great. Just wandering around with no clue as to where I am, where I'm gonna eat, where I'm gonna stay tonight. Yeah, just a general heightened sense of anxiety. Okay fast food place going you know, up here now charcoal grill mm, pizza burgers, fried chicken oh great it's not open <laughs> Oh god bless you Tesco Express there's one down here never thought I'd be pleased to see a Tesco Express this may do really thing is I don't have anything to cook any food on <sighs> maybe I should have stayed at the caravan after all but I don't have anything to cook any food on so, sandwiches and bread and that kind of stuff it's really as good as it gets Anyway, I'm just going to try and find somewhere to just sit down and eat for a second I don't know if you can hear the wind, I well, mean it's not howling but it's not that nice cold for the time of year was it day one I talked about how, you know, cold weather might actually be an advantage, the rain and all that kind of stuff. Because it would mean less people are out, but it's not much of an advantage if uh, it's hosing down with the rain or freezing cold and you don't know where you're gonna stay tonight. I've been thinking about um, where to go next. I don't know what time it is, but I reckon it must be six, half six, something like that. There's a couple of B&Bs just down the road a bit, I think. So I'll probably see if they've got anywhere, a room for tonight. I mean, that'll cost me. Probably cost me more than staying in a caravan, that's for sure. But at this point, I mean, I don't know what other choice I've got really. Piece of good news. That is, from a local shop, I've managed to get a small child's watch. So I now know the time it's 6.58 in the evening It's quite nice actually Sort of a bit of pink on it Yeah, looks quite stylish 6.58, so 7 o'clock so Yeah, I wasn't far off actually I'm not normally all that good at telling the time Well, guessing the time anyway I can tell the time, <laughs> obviously I'm a grown adult But I'm not normally good at uh, guessing the time Sideways look from the postman there as I passed him that's the problem I've got all these wires coming out of my pockets My microphone attached to the front of my jacket people thinking what's that guy's story I think that probably puts me at a distinct disadvantage when it comes to disappearing I don't know if many disappearees have to cope with lugging around audio equipment B&B's up here on the Right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this equipment off because I don't want her to remember me as the guy with the microphone on the front of his jacket and the wires coming out of his pocket, but it does say they've got vacancies, so the only question now becomes how much is it to stay there? Include a nice cooked breakfast. Ah, right. huh. Too bad. Yeah, I'm due for the night. Little unsweet. Some uh, drawers. Anyone left me a roast dinner? Nope. in a bed. Mattress, not too bad. <sighs> well, might as well settle back. Here we are. It's 9:50 at night. Can you hear my watch? up the child's watch I miss just contact with the world I think I think that's been the hardest bit about the last three days just being constantly on the move and having and being very focused on what I'm doing but not having a much of an idea about what everyone else is doing and you know um, I miss my family as well to be honest it's my little girl I was trying to think earlier when the last time was that I went three days without speaking to her in some way or another. And I don't think there has been. I don't think there's been that amount of time in the entire ten years that she's been alive, that I've ever gone three days without talking to her. You know, even when I've been abroad, you know, in the States or wherever, or or have been at some event somewhere, I've always made an effort to give her a call and speak to her and, you know, by the time I wake up tomorrow morning it would have been three full days since I talked to her And you know I mean three full days I suppose is not that long and probably you know some people out there are like come on Tim man up three days is nothing but I mean when you're not used to going three days without speaking to someone and especially someone who's the most important person in my life you know and I'm sure my wife would say the same thing about her Um, you know, it's harder. Next week on Missing. I've just seen one of the guys who's involved in trying to find me. I don't know what to do now. I don't know how they've managed to find out where I'm going and where I'm heading.